are when you talk into it do you like the way that you sound um yeah i think i sound pretty normal i mean what do you I, think you sound like I, I, I like the sound of my voice you like the sound of your voice <laughs> you know it's like when you uh when you do karaoke and you're like damn that's what my voice actually sounds like sounds good oh <laughs> You like listen to yourself? Do you ever recorded yourself sing? Oh my god, we do karaoke so much. Oh really? Oh my, it's our it's our thing. Oh. If you ever come over, we'll have to karaoke. We have like six microphones in my house. What? You and your fiance? Yeah. Welcome to episode thirty-two. All right, welcome. Here we go. What's up, right? What's up, dude? <laughs> Thank you for coming to the podcast today. Everyone has been uh, anticipating this, and I really appreciate you coming over. Um, but yeah, um, Ryan to me is like I met him at F forty-five. He is uh, known as a very skilled trainer in my eyes and, um, and also has a lot of experience in the fitness industry, but would love for you to explain a little bit who you are to our listeners. Yeah, of course, dude. This is going to be awesome. I'm super stoked to be here. Um, my name is Ryan Wittig, and I actually grew up in Colorado, and I moved out to the Bay Area about, I don't know, 2014, something like that, about six, six seven, eight years ago. Um, I actually grew up playing sports my whole, ent- whole entire life. Always been into like football, wrestling, baseball, track and field. Never really played soccer or hockey, but um, I was always interested in like motocross and whatnot. And um, yeah, I, I've always just been really active my whole life. And I've always just been hanging out with the boys and skateboarding and, you know, everything on a board, snowboarding, wakeboarding, etc. Oh, you're very active. Very active. Wait, all, all the sports. So Colorado since when? Like, so you were born in Colorado? Born and raised in Thornton, Colorado. How long did you live there? 24 years of my life. Oh, wow. Damn, that's like most of your, like, your young and middle and adult adulthood. Yeah, exactly. And, and so you wanted I, to spend more money and come to California. <laughs> so I, uh, I was dating this girl and we were like, let's just go to California. And then she took a job here and then I took a job here and, and we ended up in the Bay Area. And so we ended up actually living in Fremont Yeah, because it was halfway between both of our workplaces. And so that ended pretty quickly. And then I moved to San Jose. Yeah. And then I was living in San Jose for a little while. And then now I live in Campbell or Las Gatas. Oh, so this is the same girl. It's actually a different girl. Oh, <laughs> different girl, different dog, different job. <laughs> okay. But no, you know what? That was a chapter of my life that, you know, I, I wanted to say yes and take chances. And, you know, I told my family, I was like, hey, I'm going to California. And they were like, well, you know, you can always come home. And so now I go home like once a quarter, once every couple months. And, um, you know, I, I miss Colorado. But at the same time, I love the life that I've created in California. Wow. That's crazy. So 24, and then you've always been in Campbell since then. Um, no, I so saw we were in Fremont, San Jose, and now Los Gatos. And then you just picked up training jobs along the way. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of my training career, I actually went to Colorado State and I was my first job ever. I was a lifeguard. So, like, I wanted to be outside, be around the boys and the girls and, like, at the water park. And then when I was in school, in Colorado State, I was a freshman. I was taking like some you know, water aerobic class and the lifeguard didn't show up. The instructor didn't show up. And I was like, I can teach this class. That was literally my first experience teaching a fitness based class. And so I taught water aerobics to like a bunch of 60, 70, 80 year olds. <laughs> and I was hooked. I was like, damn, these people really love fitness. They're like so excited to just be moving and like the endorphins are raging. And then I was studying health and exercise science and I actually wanted to be a pharmacist. And along the way of going to pharmacy school, I was like, you know what? I don't really want to go to pharmacy school. I want to 
help fix people before there's a problem, not necessarily go back and prescribe drugs to fix the problem. Mm, get them early. Yeah. Right? Because like, I feel like a lot of people are not looking at their health in the long term. Dude, literally. And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's the prevention is you know worth everything at this point versus so many other things and just trying to fight these problems with prescription drugs or surgeries or whatever it might be yeah so in middle school and college i mean high school you were just like i was describing as a kid you were just super athletic you were always in sports you were like the cool kids <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i can tell I, I don't know about the cool kid i was the i was the small kid actually i, I dude I, I mean again i was in high school i wrestled at 103 pounds Oh, shit. I was like the size of my pinky. I was five foot eight, five foot nine, 103 pounds. I was the freshman wrestling on varsity because I was the littlest guy. And then when it came to football season, I was trying to play running back and tight end. And I was like, no, that, that's not going to work. I don't want to get hit by the big guys. So I went and played defensive back because I was fast. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to hit the big guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, baseball season came around. I played baseball. And then I was like, you know what? I want to go hang out with the girls. I'm going to run track. <laughs> oh, that was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna hang out with the girls in high school. Yeah, chasing like, them literally. I'm gonna go run the 400 and run yeah. the 800. And, and let then... me just run behind you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was fun because, like, all day on Saturday, it's just like we're gonna hang out in the sun. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. wear, you know, these track suits and we're gonna, you know, run once or twice around the track. And we're just gonna hang out. <laughs> so, no, but uh, I mean, the other thing too, when I got to college, like I said, I studied health and exercise science. I was gonna go, you know, pharmacy school. And then I changed that direction and I went health promotion. And I actually got a minor in biomedical science. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. And like right after that, what, like, did you end up getting a career really quickly? Or? So the last semester of my college career, I, had, I paid for a 500 or 600 hour internship. For, it was a 15 credit hour internship. And I studied in a lab with no windows in the spring in Colorado. And I was like, I'm never going to work in a lab again because it's torture. And so it was, uh, it was a, I don't even remember what it was, a neuromuscular function lab, like, you know, studying the nerve system. Yeah. And so I actually ended up getting a job at Vail Resorts right as soon as I graduated. And I moved from Fort Collins. I moved all my stuff back to my mom's house, just put it in, their, you know, in the garage in the basement. And I moved to Vail for basically the season. So I, I lived up there from October until about March. And we lived in this cabin, 16 people. We worked for like 20 bucks an hour. And we just did fitness testing on all the ski patrollers, the ski instructors, and the mountain safety guides. Oh, that sounds so fun. And we skied like 40 days that season. It was like the best quote unquote skip year without having like a year off of work. Wow. Yeah, it was a pretty epic time. I, I man, I. How do you work like a normal job after that? Well. <laughs> I had to become an adult because that season ended, right? So like yeah. when the winter ends, all the ski patrollers leave. And so there was no one else to like work. And so I ended up moving back to, I think I was living at Longmont at that point. We lived there for a year or so. I got a corporate job actually. Mm. So I was managing fitness centers for a company called Amgen. It's a biotech company. Oh, wow. They manufacture like insulin drugs. And, and so you, I ma was, you manage your fitness centers. Yes. So the employees had access to the gym and I was the personal trainer that you know, ran all the fitness center operations. Wow. Did you enjoy that job? You know, I think it was a good stepping stone and like jumping off point into the corporate fitness world because there's a ton of money in corporate fitness, right? Like I worked in corporate fitness for a few different ac accounts. Um, the next one after that, when I took the first job in, in Palo Alto was at VMware actually. 
And so I worked there for about five years, man. I, I met a lot of amazing people that worked at VMware and like, I still have relationships with those people. And then after that, I ended up opening an F45 studio in Sunnyvale. And then I actually ended up working back in corporate fitness at Intuit in Mountain View. Oh, wow. And then from there, I've been working at the F45 in Brown Park. And now I'm working in MindBody. So it's just everything has come full circle to like what I think I really want to do with my life. <laughs> That's so crazy. And it's always has been around fitness ever since the ski resort. Ever since I was little. But yeah, like my first jobs, again, being a lifeguard, being the aerobics instructor. And like yeah. I worked with kids like at a summer camp teaching them how to play you know, frisbee and like teaching them how to dance and how to jump off the diving board. Like it's just always been about like the art of movement, really. Mm. I do want to hop back in the time machine and go back to college. You were in a fraternity too, right? I was not in a fraternity. You were not. I did not join the frat life. I did not do any Greek life at all. I thought you were. No, you know what? I, um, I lived near like frat and sorority row, but like I never actually joined uh, a fraternity. A lot of your friends are in a fraternity. Yeah, you know what they were, and I'm actually glad I didn't. I know a lot of people that had, and they loved it, but like, I felt like I didn't want to be a part of it just because I needed to find myself in college. Like, yeah, sure, it's about going to school, getting good grades, mm -hmm. graduating, but I feel like college now for me was really about how do I, not, not so much about how do I get good grades, it's how do I pass the test? How do I learn how to learn, and how do I become a man? Because that was really what I needed that time for was to like really grow up and like, how do I you know, create a life for myself so that I can move on to the next chapter? Mm. I feel like when I was in college, I got dumber. <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, you need me to drink this? And then you need me to do what? <laughs> and then when I saw you, I was like, oh, you like nice tattoo. I was like, it's a fraternity tattoo. Okay, and I was, that, like, yes. I was like, yours, I was like, is yours a fraternity? I, was like, I swear to you, you said, yeah. So <laughs> I remember that conversation that one day because, okay, so we have very similar tattoos. Yeah. Mine actually, it's it's a Celtic Trinity knot, so it's the triangle, yeah, and then it's got the circle, which is so similar to yours. But mine, so I got mine when I was in college. Mm. It was my freshman year. I think I got it on my 18th birthday. If you got it with a secret group of people that had the same tattoo, I'm sorry, Ryan, that's a fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> I got this by myself. My best friend came and held my hand. It was on my 18th birthday, and so the triangle is the three points of the triangle represent yeah. my mom, myself, and my brother. Aww. And then the circle ties us all together, and I just, I love knots. I've been into rock climbing yeah. for a long time. So you have, you have a brother? I do. Younger brother, 18 months younger. Oh, wow. You guys close? Yeah, he's, you know, I mean. Do you remember his name? <laughs> his name is Josh. <laughs> he is, like, dude, literally the strongest, mentally strongest, and, like, physically strongest human beings that I know. Oh, wow. So was he super like into fitness too with you growing up? So yeah, I mean, him and I, we, I mean, I, I want to say we competed like, you know, friendly competition and everything. And like, we always just pushed each other, whether it was skateboarding or snowboarding or, you know, riding bikes or wrestling, yeah. dude, he was, he was a much better wrestler than I was. We'll put it that way. Oh, were you guys in the same school too? <laughs> no, we actually went to different high schools. Oh. So we went to the same middle school. I was two grades above him. So when he was in sixth grade, I was in eighth grade. Yeah. I was in ninth grade, he was still in middle school. And so when I got to 10th grade, he ended up going to a different school that just opened in our neighborhood. Mm. And so he got to be like the first group of high school kids to like really christen that new high school. And so they had everything, it was a brand new school. And so he, he was on the wrestling team, dude, he just crushed it. He was a great wrestler, great athlete, you know, super strong, super fit, super good looking, like all the things, you know?
What was, what's your fondest memory of your brother? I know my, me and my brother have a lot, but like, what's something that comes to mind that's maybe fairly like funny? Dude, I just, I mean, I just saw him last weekend, actually. I was just in Colorado. I mean, just, dude, this guy, man, I love him so much. He's just the funniest dude, and he's just so incredibly talented. Like, just the smartest guy. Like, he can do anything with his hands. He, he's, his hands? He's more of a, um, like, a doer with his hands like in terms of like he's a crane technician he's a motocross rider he, oh, he'll, he'll build a house oh. right like he'll when we were little he used to rip apart all of his toys and put them back together and i'm like why are you ripping the cars apart <laughs> you know why are you ripping the bike apart <laughs> but like now it's like dude his brain just works different and like i would never be able to put a car back together yeah meanwhile he'll he'll completely destruct his jeep and put the entire thing back together and there's a few bolts left and he's like didn't need them <laughs> yeah that just sounds like such an insane work ethic. I feel like I, after meeting you, like you have a very strong work ethic. Dude, my mother taught us how to work our asses off. Like, again, ambition, like a V8 engine. Like, we will never quit. You yeah. Know? And that's the thing. My mom has worked her entire life. Single mother, yeah. brought up two boys. Like, I mean, I'm so proud of my mom. I love her to death. Mm. But, like, I'm so proud of my brother because he's been through a lot of shit. Yeah. And, like, he's just, he's on the up and up. And I'm just, like, incredibly proud of him. Is your mom like very disciplined with y'all? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You oh. Yeah, you thought you bought your butt. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I mean, when we were little, I mean, my mom's like, I'm gonna put my tennis shoes on. I'm like, no, do not put your tennis shoes on. We're not going outside. Just chill out. It's all good, mom. I love you. I won't talk back ever again. You don't need to put any soap in my mouth. No Tabasco sauce. It's all good. <laughs> Damn, so, like, so even you guys were both young, it was just you and your mom? It was just three of us. Yeah, my mom, myself, my brother. Wow. Yeah, dude. Did she, like, just adopt you guys? <laughs> <laughs> we definitely are Because I'll just have two kids. kids. <laughs> no, so uh, when we were little, I mean, so my mom's last name is Romero. My dad's mm. last name is Wittig. And so we've always been Wittig boys. But, like, my dad was around, but, like, not really around. And then, I mean, my dad's family, right? Like, we're all, you know, when you look at my dad, you're like, damn, that is your dad. When you look at my mom, you're like, damn, that is also your mom. And so, like, um, I don't know, they were married when I was, I think I was born, and then they were married, or vice versa. I don't know the whole story. They were married, I was born, vice versa. And then my brother was born, I don't know the whole deal. But anyway, my, my dad wasn't around for a lot of my life. Mm. It turns out he actually passed in 2017. Oh. Yeah, and so I was actually in Mexico when he had passed. Just tragic, dude. It was, it was really sad. The whole thing kind of was unexpected. Yeah. But all said and done, like, it's a part of life, you know, people, people die, dude. And I, I've had a lot of really, really close friends that have passed away and including my father, it's tough to deal with. But, um, you know, I think back on it and that's who, what makes me who I am. You know, one of my best friends passed when I was, you know, 22, 23, he got hit on the side of the highway. He got hit on, on the night of the Super Bowl, hit and run. They, they left him on the freeway, dude. And um, I mean, I just think back to all the people that I've lost, and like, it's just crazy. I, I see butterflies all the time. I'm like, dude, those are my buddies just floating around, man. And like, I'll be out hiking, and there's butterflies all around me. And it's just like that, that moment where it's like, this is real shit. Like, I'm just thinking about all the people that I've lost that are like, damn, dude, if I could just have a beer with them, you know, and have that one more conversation. Yeah. So, cheers to them. Oh, cheers to them. That, that's, a, that's a big one. That's like one of the reasons why I do a podcast. You know, I, I started thinking, I started the podcast because of an episode I watched about this guy podcasting his mom, mm. terminal, terminal uh, bone cancer. 
told was she was gonna finally die within a week or two and he podcasted her wow you know what i mean like we don't know what's gonna happen to us and this is like a really amazing way for me like i know we have i haven't even known you too long maybe like four months yeah but you know i was able to build a relationship with you yep. um you let me take pictures of you and i just post it on instagram every day <laughs> i put like a bear on it because you tell me a story about a bear and then the other day you told me um you know sorry fiance like about letting her stove on after you're doing all these things. I, I need to tell her about that. <laughs> you need to tell her about that. No. So I put like a little pan and it's like a little fire thing. I was like, how would she get to it? Oh man, I can't believe that happened. That was bad. I, I was mean... like, he, he really likes the lights on. <laughs> he likes the light shit up. So the, the way I know Ryan, and I, I'm, I think a lot of F45 people are listening, is that Jordan teaches first usually. Ryan comes in second. And then Ryan's like, it's so, he, the first thing he would say is like, Dude, like, what? What's going on? It's a hell of dark in here. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, all right. And then you turn around, it's just so bright. I was like, dude, it's really bright. Here. <laughs> I was like, us yoga people, we're not used to it. You know, you're like, dude. dude. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing about so like hit training, right? Like, I'm just thinking hit high energy. It's got to be bright. It's got to be loud. It's yeah, gotta be yeah. Pumping. And so like sometimes I'm like, eh, the lights are a little low. We gotta pump them up. Yeah. Turn from one to ten real quick. <laughs> just like, right. I'm just like, dude, I feel like a deer. I'm like, huh? huh? It's like 2 a.m. at the bars when it's like, oh, so that's what they all yeah. look like. That's why I made that gif. I was like, what oh, could be funny? I was like, oh, he turns the lights on. And then all the other voices, like Marcel, he's like, look at Ryan. Look, look where he's walking. I'm like, uh, where's he walking? And I look, he's like walking towards the, um, the desk. And Marcel's like, watch. And I was like, okay. And he you turn on lights. He's like, he turned the lights on. It's a wrap. Yeah, lights are on. <laughs> 6 a.m. Lights are on. <laughs> but no, you know what's funny? It shows like your personality too. Especially at 45, you're really meticulous. You're the only one that like you go to every station and then you make it just like a little bit more organized than it was. <laughs> you know, you, you go in there with a lot of purpose. You know what? The brand is about being perfect. And like, it's not about being perfect all the time, but like going and striving towards perfection. Yeah. Right? And so like, I just like the way it looks when it looks good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, and I think that's such an amazing talent that you have. Like, that's, that's just really cool to... When I see you against all the other trainers, like, that's your secret power. <laughs> yeah. I come in, I'm like, I, at least I know this is placed in the way that he wanted it to be. <laughs> totally, yeah. No, I appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, it's, and that's the thing, right? You got to plan. You got to prepare. Like, if you don't prepare, you're preparing to fail. Yeah. And so every night I cannot go to bed unless I look at the exercises the night before. And I think about progressions, regressions, how to modify for specific people that I know are going to be in class. Yeah. And like, just get get there early, you know, take your time, get warmed up and like go that's through the moves. very ambitious. And that's one of your first themes. So I kind of wanted to ask you, it's like, where do you feel like you get that trait and personality from? Is that something that like one thing, like you weren't prepared one day and you're just like, fuck, dude, fuck this. I will always be ready. Or you know what? So I feel like I, I don't necessarily know the answer to like, where did I get ambition from? But I mean, I've got to give it to my mom. Like. My mom is the hardest working person I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. She takes no shit from anyone and she will get up at two in the morning, go to work at three. She'll work till three in the afternoon. Two in the morning. She, what does she do for work? <laughs> she works for this uh, little company called Geo Group. Geo Group. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, she works. She's actually, she's, she's kind of a badass. She's a correctional officer. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, so she takes no shit, dude. Like she corrected she, your shit. She's, she's been working there. <laughs> That's crazy. Just about as long as I've been alive. She, I think she hit her 25, 25th anniversary on August 2nd, actually. And she's still working there now. She still works there. Oh, wow. Yeah, full time, every day, all day, every day. Wait, so she's the correction now. She's working with troubled youth, or? It's not youth. It's adults, actually. It's, it's technically immigrants that are not supposed to be in the country, mm. and she works at the facility that helps to get them back to where they're supposed to be. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so, like, she deals with a lot of crazy, crazy people that, you know, they, they've had a really hard life, and they end up coming to the U.S., and then they're here illegally, they get caught, and then they take her to her, the place where she works. Wow. So, yeah, it's, um, I mean. What is, like, the biggest lesson that your mom has given you and Josh that's not corporal punishment? <laughs> you know honestly i think it's um there, there's a lot i think the biggest one if i had to put one thing is is never give up honestly just never quit like it's easy to to give up but you know there's so much pride in never giving up unless it's for the right reasons right and that's one thing that i've always told people is like don't quit unless it's for the right reason unless it's you know abusive unless it's not helping you at all if like Again, if you're, if you're climbing uphill, but you got a broken leg, like there's no reason to go up the hill, you know? And so I think, again, my mom is definitely by far the hardest working person I've ever met in the entire life. And like, that's not being biased at all. I've just, I've seen it, you know, day in, day out. Yeah. And man, I remember when I was younger, like in high school, she would come to every single practice, even before high school, middle school. With with a full-time job too, right? She was working her ass off and she showed up every single day. She would fall asleep in the bleachers in between our wrestling matches. You know, you wrestle at 8 a.m. and then you wouldn't wrestle again until 11. She'd work all night long. She'd come, she would show up, she'd sleep on the wood bleachers and then when I was ready to wrestle, I'd go up, wake her up, mom, I'm gonna wrestle. And she'd come down to the front row and she'd be pounding on the mat like, let's fucking go. Don't get pinned, you better pin his ass. <laughs> and so like, I mean, she was always the loudest person in the crowd. Yeah. And like, everybody knew like, that's Ryze's mom, don't fuck with her. <laughs> That's awesome. And I feel like she really wanted the best for you and like just really just wanted to show that she was there and that she could just do the do 200%. Totally. Yeah. And I, I, I think the, um, it's like it didn't allow you guys to be lazy. To- yeah, for sure. There was definitely no time to be lazy. It was like, I mean, again, we, as, as kids, we were always outside. We we're like, we're not chilling inside. But I do remember that like during summer break, you know, it'd be my mom would go to work at you know, 7 a.m. She'd come home at 3 or 4, whatever. We just knew by the time she walked in the front door, the house better be spotless. <laughs> you better be vacuuming. You better be cleaning. You your better better be made. Otherwise, like, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> You've been chilling at home all day doing what? <laughs> it's like nothing. We've been playing Madden all day. <laughs> so, and I'm sorry, you've been working all day. So, like, the house is not clean. That's not going to fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no excuses. <laughs> no, you had eight hours to clean the house and yeah. you did nothing. But, like, the hour, like, hey, he's, she's coming home. Oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, my brother used to get so pissed when we'd play, like, N64 and, like, you know, we'd play Blitz and he, you know, I'd whoop him and he would literally rip the game con- out of the console. And be like, we're not playing anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I just whooped your ass, sixty-four to zero. <laughs> He's got. He had to stop it. <laughs> yeah, he, it was over, it, dude. That's so funny. Well, that's great. You know, having ambition because you. I just felt like you know having such a strong figure like that in your life. That's a, that's good to have. Yeah, you know, and that was the thing is like, I mean, I didn't know anything else, right? Yeah. Like, 
I didn't even know what it was like to just be lazy and like not have work ethic. It was like that was drilled into my brain since I was a little kid. Yeah. And like I saw that with my my grandfather too, dude. He was he was a truck driver. I mean, he was up every morning. He was gone all the time, and he would come. He would support his family. That was his job. It's like, you know, he had to support everyone. And so it was just like that's that's what you do in our families. You just take care of each other. Wow. I wanted to jump onto the next theme. You said opportunity. Mm. So when you said opportunity, what did you think of? So there's a phrase that I've always told myself ever since I was a little kid. I, um, and this is not bragging at all, but like I started taking college classes for credit when I was a junior in high school. Oh, so like yeah. I started taking college English, college psychology, college history, you know, all the things that's like, well, shit, if that's going to give me three credits in college for free, like I'm going to go to University of Denver and take that class. Even though I'm 16, I'm going to sit in the class with 300 people and take psych. You know, or I'm gonna take English and write a paper and get cre- college credit. So when I actually went to college for the f- freshman year, I already had like, I want to say 30, 31, 32 credits or something like that. Oh, wow. That were paid for. I literally walked in as a sophomore. And so I always thought about that. I was like, damn, dude, you know what? Like lucky, blessed, fortunate, whatever the word is. Like, you know, shit, if you want to call it, I don't know, whatever. But I, I think with luck, opportunity and preparation that's like where luck really strikes a chord is you've prepared and now there's an opportunity to like really crush it yeah and that's how i got lucky honestly like i just had a lot of opportunities and i was ready to take advantage of them and like i did yeah you know and like if that's um i don't know what's the word that they're using these days like synchronicity synchronicity or shit even like first world problems or like white privilege or whatever you want to call it like Mm. if it is that then that's what it is i was just ready dude i was ready to strike when the when the iron was hot sometimes people have opportunities and they waste it for sure for sure like uh i think it's very opportunistic to have the mindset at the right time oh yeah Yeah, because i feel like people go in and out of like having that mindset like right now i think i'm in my flow state that's, like you know, love that. I love that. we go in and out of the flow state, but like if you could have it and then have that and keep it going, like I just feel like I feel responsible for me doing my best. And people know I wake up every morning and they expect it. The one day, t- like the one day I didn't post like a morning, they're like, "Oh, what happened?" And I'm like, "I just forgot to post it." <laughs> one day, I was like, "Here, I'm at the gym already. I got, I dated my two hour workout." <laughs> I think I was there that day. I was like, "Wait, where's Martin?" I asked Emily. I was like, "Wait, is he okay? Like, is he alive? What happened?" <laughs> Because you were there for five or six, I was like there's he's definitely sleeping in, or there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think he went to yoga though. Yeah, no, I mean I missed that class too. <laughs> Jordan gives me shit. <laughs> oh man, but no, yeah, you definitely take advantage of opportunity. I just feel like you had all these different jobs, and then you met F45, and then I heard a story about you meeting someone at F45, or they met you, or yeah. she saw your your guns. <laughs> so she's like oh wow it's so bright in here you know what? i can't that, see dude, what's oh this in my finger so oh it's a ring <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh that is that is how we met so disclaimer i want to know exactly <laughs> all right first time that you guys ever met each other and the first time like you guys figured it out or whatever okay so first of all i have never ever ever in my entire life ever hooked up with any of the members, any of the clients, any of the participants, not even a guest I ever, like this ever one time at the gym. Yeah, yeah. Like I've always been so professional and like very clean and like black and white. You are a member. Yeah. You are not a member. You don't poop where you work. 
Ever. You're not a bear. Ever. <laughs> You're not a bear. And so I was working at the Sunnyvale location. Mm-hmm. And I, so as the manager, I was coaching like 20 classes a week. It was way too much. I was 20, 25. I was working at Stanford at the same time. I was still coaching at Stanford. And on a, so my schedule over there, I was coaching like one day in the mornings. I was coaching Friday mornings. All yeah. the other days, I was coaching Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evenings, five, six, seven. And then Friday morning, I would do the early class. I would do uh, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. And then we had a noon class. And then we would set up for Hollywood and then we'd walk out and then we'd come back on Saturday. Coached almost every Saturday over there. Yeah. We were closed on Sundays. The one day that my fiance, my now fiance, walked in, it was a Saturday. I can't remember if she was with her friend, one or the other, maybe both of them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they came in. I met them. I remember taking their photos on their first day. Yeah. And I still remember that photo. I wish I had it, but I remember exactly what she was wearing. I met them. I don't, and it was nothing like, oh my God, that girl's, that girl's beautiful. I love this girl. She's incredible. Like, it was like, she's cool. All right, whatever. Getting class. Let's go. You're number one. Let's go. You're number two. <laughs> and so, like, um, I, that was probably in. That was, a, that was the first time, that was the first time you see her. Seriously, there was yeah, nothing that was crazy. Cool. It, she, was another, she was another participant in the workout, right? She was yeah, another yeah. girl that walked in that wanted to try at 45. And so she had been working out at the gym for a couple months. That was October, November, December, January. Yeah. You know, I, I would see her on Friday mornings and Saturdays, two days a week. You know, I'd walk past. Yeah. Good job. Nothing serious. Good job. Good job. Yeah, nice work. Good, good job. job. <laughs> good squats. Nice chin ups. Whatever. Good, good push ups. Whatever. Like she was just another person. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I gave her the exact same amount of attention as every other person in the room. Yeah. No favorites. And then one day I went to a conference in South San Francisco, and I was just so fired up, like fire breathing dragons, dude. Like the top trainers in the Bay Area were at this conference. Yeah. And I was so ready. And I was like, damn, I'm ready to go. And so I posted like this super, you know, hot video on social media. I was just like motivational and like, let's go. You know, you got to reach your goals, set your goals. It's January, blah, 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 blah. And then and she's like, she's, he's talking to me. So, <laughs> so what I found out is the night before, this was a Saturday. So yeah. I posted on Sunday morning or whatever. She had gone to a Elton John concert with her dad the night before SAP Center. Mm. You know, they love Rocket Man. It's it's the best thing, dude. Elton John is the man. No, yeah, I've seen his Netflix. Oh it's my all, god! And great. so they went to the Rocket Man show. They got all t- turned up, and then the next morning she was all hungover. And so she, you know, is on social media. She sees my video and she messages me and says, "Wow, I really need some of that motivation and energy and that like charisma in my life." And I was like come to the gym. I'm going to work out and then I'm going to clean and then we can go get, you know, beers and burgers and whatever. It's NFC AFC championship Sunday. Uh, and I'm like, let's just go, you know, next door to boardwalk, the burger bar. And let's just get food. Let's get wings. You know, let's get the burgers. Let's get the fries. We'll just eat and whatever. So she's like, cool. I'm not going to work out, but I'll meet you over there. Yeah. I'm going to eat with you. <laughs> she shows up at the gym. I'm wearing Brooks tennis shoes with jeans super straight jeans and like a workout shirt my style was not good <laughs> i didn't think anything of it. i was like we're just gonna go drink yeah. beer and talk and you did know, you have eat. long hair then too no i had really short hair i had like oh. a bohawk going on oh i look like capital d douchebag <laughs> <laughs> and so not to mention all this had happened i yeah. had just broken up with another girl like I don't know, 18 days before, 10 days before. Oh, yeah, you're fresh. I was fresh. You're a killer, dude. Fresh off of that. Killer on the streets. And so, (laughs) I mean, I I thought nothing of it. I was like, Haley and I I are just going to go grab lunch, whatever. She shows up. I didn't work out. I didn't clean. I was like, let's just go get burgers. (laughs) 
we ended up sitting there for eight hours. We watched the entire NFC game. We watched the entire AFC game. By the time it was over, I was like, wow, this girl is special. There's something different about this human. Her and I connected on a different level. She was touching my arm. She was looking into my eyes. And I was like, <laughs> what? Who is this person? And why have I never talked to her before? <laughs> and then, you know, by the end of the night, it was like, cool. Like, all right, we had a bunch of wings. We had a bunch of beer and burgers and fries. Like, all right, it's time to go home. So it was Sunday night. That was probably like January 20th or whatever. The next weekend, I was like, hey, Sunday, nothing going on. She was in grad school. So Saturday, she had school all day in San Francisco. Yeah. Sunday, I was like, hey, I'm going to pick you up at like 8 o'clock. You want to go down to the coast? Like, we'll go out to Big Sur or whatever and just hang out. You're not picking me up at 8 a.m. How about 9? So I was like, I'm ready, dude. I got, I got flip-flops. I got sunscreen. I got towels. I got <laughs> everything. The car's full of gas. And so I picked her up at 9. And then we drove down to Big Sur. I took her to all like my favorite spots and like this is second date now. It's our second quote unquote date. Not yeah, yeah. really, but You're like second out. time. Hang, like, oh, yeah. Hanging out. This is my trainer. <laughs> We're friends. We're friends. <laughs> so we drove down to Big Sur. We ended up at like this really cool spot. I can't tell you where it's at because I'd have to kill you. But anyway, that's like our spot. <laughs> yeah. And so when we got down there, we spent all day, dude. Kind of like this. You and I just hanging out. We we just laid in the sun. We, you know, talked about family, talked about our lives together, like talked about, you know, before we met each other, talked about everything, just like super vulnerable. Yeah. And like, that's when you make those deep connections. It's like when you tell people stuff, it's like, damn, I, I never told anyone that before. Yeah. And so we talked by the end of the day, actually, we went to this really dope spot. It's called Nepenthe. Mm, never been there. You got to go. The views are amazing. The food's awesome. They don't open until like 11, though, so you can't go early. <laughs> you guys are just at the top, like, oh, they're not open yet. <laughs> so anyway, after Big Sur, after our spot, we ended up driving back, and then her parents live uh, Morgan Hill. And so she's like, hey, do you want to like stop at my parents' house and have dinner? And I was like, all right, this is your second date, by the way. Second time we hung out ever. Yeah, yeah. And so she's like, hey, let's just go to my parents' house real quick, and we'll just have dinner. I'm like, okay, cool, no worries. And like, neither one of us thought it was a big deal that I was meeting her family on our second hangout. Because we were like nonchalant. We, did, we had not touched. We had not kissed. We had not done anything. We were just chilling. Yeah. And then her parents are like, they're banging. <laughs> no, we did not. We did not bang. And so I walked in. I met her mom, her dad. And that was it. It was just the four of us at dinner. Double date. Didn't you think it was weird at all? I didn't think it was weird at all, dude. I, I love meeting new people. Yeah. Her parents are amazing people. Like, they're just so down to earth. Oh, wow. They want to, they, they ask you about your life, your questions. Like, like they're just really amazing human beings. And so I had such a fun time and like I told him about my family, my dad, my brother, my mom, like, you know, all the things that are, are important to me. And then I actually ended up leaving her there because she had a doctor's appointment in the morning. And I was like, yeah, I'll just drop you off and then your mom can bring you home. And so later that night, I kind of text her. This is crazy. Numerology. I got home. My car hit 222,222 miles. Literally twos all across the odometer. That same second d date? When I parked in the parking garage in San Jose, I literally turned the car off. It was two, 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 two. Like, <laughs> that's, there's something happening. There. That's important. Yeah, yeah. Something happened. Something happened, yeah. And so actually my car, I had nicknamed that car Haley a long time ago before I even met Haley after Haley Williams from Paramore with the red hair. She was my favorite like girl singer of all time. Yeah, that's so weird. So the car's named Haley, <laughs> and I picked up Haley. Yeah. Met her parents, and then the car had 222222 two, 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 two. <laughs> I, I was like, this is a big deal. Something is the universe is telling me to talk to this girl and take her on a third date. <laughs> I like this story so much. So that was. Uh, that, that is was, fucking synchronicity, though. Dude, literally. Opportunity, right? Meets preparation. That's yeah. luck. Right there. That's luck. 
So anyway, I took advantage of it, and then a couple. You Did know, you take a picture of that two 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 shit? I do. I got a picture of it. Oh, for sure. I have. I have our first picture on the rock on the coast of Big Sur. Like that is my favorite picture. Yeah. We ended up, you know, Andrew Malera. We were in the water. We were, you know, swimming around. Whatever the current kind of ripped us, and we were like kind of, you know, flirting a little bit. But it was just like friendly flirting. Yeah, yeah. So second date, all these feelings. You park your car. It says t t t t. Like, what were you thinking? You're like. It's like, I really, really, really like this girl or I got out of the car and I texted her. I said, Hey, I'm home. It's such a great day. Like, can't wait to see you. Like I knew that I liked her at that point. Yeah. It was January 27th or something. 28th at that point. The next weekend was the Super Bowl. She oh. invites me over to her house. We have a Super Bowl party every year. I don't go out on the Super Bowl because again, my best friend died on the night of the Super Bowl when the Broncos lost to the Seahawks. We're not going to talk about it. It was 2013. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't go out on the Super Bowl. So we always throw a fat Super Bowl party. She invited me over. It was weird as fuck. <laughs> it was so weird. I should not have gone. <laughs> like, it was just like her friends, her family, her roommate, some of the people from the gym were there. I was like, I don't know how to act. This is weird. This is so awkward. I don't know what to do. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Let me just drink beer. I'm going to walk home. Like, so that was weird. At that point, I was like, I don't know if I'll hang out with this girl anymore. I don't know what I just did. Why am I hanging out with a girl from the gym? <laughs> and then the next weekend, so after the Super Bowl, it was her birthday. Mm. Oh, so my God. Every weekend's like something. Every weekend's a thing, dude. Yeah. Story of my life. So we hung out. We went out for her birthday. It was a super fun time. One of the other coaches from the gym showed up to her birthday. And then I looked at her. She looked at me we're like, what the hell are you doing here? Why are you at Haley's birthday? And it was her best friend's birthday. Uh. So it was like we went out downtown LG. It was so much fun. We ended up going home that night. Nothing happened. We were chilling. Still friends. Not until like five, six, seven dates in, quote unquote dates, right? Yeah. We had hung out for a month or two mm -hmm. until we like started like, oh, you're, I really like you. Like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And that didn't even happen until like March or April. Yeah. And so like, like, you don't really want to label things early. No, exactly. And like, again, she was a member, dude. I, I was not trying to play with that Oh, water. yeah. You were dancing with fire this whole time. Again, I've never done that. It was yeah. weird. And now so, you light shit up all, all the time. And so <laughs> I knew. I was like, if I'm going to pursue this person who's a member at the gym that I am employed at, she's going to be the one forever. And so it wasn't until like St. Patrick's Day, which is like our favorite holiday. Not quote unquote holiday, but like day of the year. Yeah. We were out drinking at the pool and uh, she was about to fly to Japan the next morning. And I told her, I was like, you know what? You're very special to me. Like. I really, really like spending time with you. I think you could be, you know, a great person in my life. And so I quote unquote asked her to be my girlfriend before she went to Japan for a month. She said, yes. I was like, yes, celebrate. Yeah. And then that's a good move. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know, I have a friend to a different time zone. <laughs> so, um, strategic yeah. that's, that's what I call it. all said and done. We were boyfriend, girlfriend on St. Patty's day. And then after that, she came back like on 420. we hung out and then when she came back, it was like, we started fresh, dude. Like, I mean, I didn't even know her at that point. We didn't see each other in 30 days. And so about two or three weeks later, we went to Mexico. From there, it was like, we are officially a couple. Like, you like to travel. I like to travel. We like to party. We like to have a good time. Like, we're both ambitious. We both, like, you know, take advantage of opportunities. Like, you're hardworking. I love your family. You have great friends. All the things that, like, were important to me, she had all of those. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she really challenged me. And like, again, she's like my mom, dude. She doesn't take shit from anyone. She's little, but like she will fuck shit up. And so I, I just saw a lot of the qualities from my mom in Haley. And like, 
I really just, I resonated with that and I fell in love with her more and more and more every time I saw her. And then after about a year of dating her, I was like, I want to be with this person forever. And so I had picked up golf. Her dad and I started playing golf a lot. And then there was one day we went out to uh, Santa Teresa driving range. I had a ring. It started downpouring raining. And then I was like, Chris, we got to go. And so I like finally brought him back to my car and I asked him the question like, hey, can I ask your daughter for her hand in marriage? First of all, can I ask you? So he gave me his blessing. And then I had to ask her mom. So I asked her mom. Mm -hmm. And then I took her down to Big Sur, took her back to our spot, 4th of July last year. Shit, was that two years ago? Almost two years ago at this point. And so I asked her to marry me. She said yes, you know. And then we started planning the wedding. And now we're engaged to be married in November. Wow. So, yeah, dude, I mean, honestly, like, it's crazy to think about how it all kind of happened, happened. and unfolded. Because it like, even wasn't something you were even looking for. No, no, exactly. <laughs> and, like, I mean, again, preparation, opportunity, dude, it just happened. And so, like, I've never been so blessed, so fortunate, so lucky, so stoked about life until the last like two years where it's like dude i found my person like i never thought if you ask any of my friends right now will ryan ever get married have kids you know buy a house all these things they're like hell no who the hell is that guy <laughs> like my best friend dude from like my you know first grade would be like i don't know who this dude is this guy is tripping but like hey that's what happens when you meet your person you know what i mean like you'll do anything for them so that's how i feel about about Haley. Oh, wow. This is, a, this is a good precursor to your way. <laughs> I'm writing my vows as we speak, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Let me just, uh, let me, and also let me just record this so it's all set in stone, mm -hmm. too. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's amazing. I would love to, like, so what, is, what was your favorite memory of her now? Oh, gosh. Um... And I know it's recorded, so no pressure. <laughs> Honestly, like, I just think back to our first date. Like, not that that's my favorite, most favorite, but I just remember so clearly when we were sitting at the bar that night and she just kind of reached over and like we were laughing and she like grabbed my arm, like her hand was on my forearm and we looked at each other and like it was eyes to eyes into each other's souls and like there was just a connection, dude. It was like fourth dimension type stuff where it's just like, what just happened? Who are you? And like, did I know you in a past life? Because yeah. there's something different about your energy. And like, this is real. Like, th this is not superficial. This is like incredibly deep stuff. And like, ever since the first, I remember, dude, the first time she ever touched me, I was like, oh, whoa, who are you? So I don't know. I'm kind of an empath though, right? Like, I feel like a lot of weight from the world. And so like, when I meet other people that feel that, it's just easy to resonate with them. Yeah. And it's hard to realize, like, there's people out there like that yeah. that can make you feel like that. For and sure. also, like, you had to be the person that you are to be an opportunity for someone to be able to be comfortable to even talk to you like that. Totally. Right? And, again, so, and I feel like you kind of, you, like, that moment was built up, like, even though, like, you weren't even looking. Exactly. But you actually were the person that you were supposed to be at that moment. Exactly. And so another mantra that I have, right, is, oh, gosh, how do I phrase this? Let's see. Everything's going to be okay. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Mm. And so I, I truly live by that. It's like, you know, I, I think about that all the time. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Just keep pushing. Just keep pushing, right? Sometimes you just, you cross paths with certain people for a specific reason. And like, they could be in the most random places, right? Like you might end up at a crosswalk 
and you might meet that person, right? You might, you might be at a bar, right? Like most people I meet mean, at a bar or at a gym or, you know, at a festival or anything like that. And it's like, you just run into people and like, again, it might be your best friend's cousin or your roommate or yeah. something like that. And at the end of the day, it's like, dude, there's a reason you meet people. Got to be open to the opportunity. Yeah. That's pretty crazy to say that. Yeah. It's like, um, for me to even do these podcasts, I would never even get a like, story like this for me. You know what I mean? Like, this is very opportunistic. Right? Yeah, know? right, exactly. And then who reconnects with you after that? You know, they listen to all of this. And I think, um, I know for me and a lot, there's a lot of people who are single people. And, you know, everyone wants to, like, look for the one and decide who's worth it. And we're always just in this whole guts. It's like, we don't want to search for something that may not be there for us. But it's also, like, if you're not willing to be hopeful that it could happen, oh. it may never happen. Yeah, dude, you know, one, one thing that I've always told, I mean, Haley, but also some of my closest friends is like, if you're not all in, you're all out. Mm. So if you're 95% in, but there's 5% that's still like mm, wavering, it's like, no, dude, that's a no. It's got to be 100% or nothing at all. And so like, that's what I kind of live by. It's like, if I'm, if I'm 99% in, 1% out, it's, you're out. Right? You got to be 100% all the way in, yeah. all the way in. You have to be sure. 100%. Mm. Yep. And there, there can't be any... That's why your lights are not all the way bright. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, like, sort of bright. <laughs> you don't, again, you don't finish half to, a sandwich. <laughs> it goes back to, like, never quitting unless it's for the right reasons, yeah. right? If you're only half in, half out, it's like, dude, you should definitely quit. Because why are you wasting your time? You should be all in or none. Mm. So, yeah, again, like, I, I think that's super important. Wow. <laughs> I think it's good. This is very good. You know, like maybe like a, a day or two people are listening before your wedding's about to happen. <laughs> I know. They're like, wow. Do you have any, do you have a message for all your guests right now that are invited? <laughs> I cannot wait, dude. It's been a long time coming. We were supposed to be married in April. Yeah, yeah. COVID, thank you very much. Bought us about 200 days. Now we're getting married in November. Yeah. And now everyone can say yes. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see. We got some no's today. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I love that. I think that's such a obviously big thing in your life now. And I'm really glad that you got a chance to share that. And then um, maybe hear from her later after she listens to this podcast. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I was like, it didn't start out too great. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we did talk about ambition, opportunity. Uh, the next three um, I want to mention, like, I don't know if you went over it already, but you said learning. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when I was really young, I knew I wanted to go to college. I've I've always loved, you know, doing homework. I've always loved reading. Yeah. I try to read every single day. I try to write every single day. I think it's important to, to like get your thoughts out of your mind and on paper. Um, I mean, in college, dude, I, not to brag again, but I was a straight A student. I just love learning, dude. Like I, I would go to class and I would not be distracted. I would sit in the front row and just absorb the knowledge. And like, yeah, sure. We partied all the time, but like I was also in class at 8 a.m. Yeah. because I was not going to miss class. Like I was paying to be there you know, after X amount of money, it's like, hey, at 50 bucks, 70 bucks, 80 bucks a, a class, like, I want to go learn about biology. I want to learn about psychology. I yeah. want to learn about all these things. Not waste a second. No, and I, honestly, I think I missed one class in all of college because it was like, 
I just want to miss one just to see what it feels like. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> just because right? you don't know what it felt like. Seriously, and it was like, damn, I feel bad. Like, I should be in there. I'm, I'm not learning about microeconomics, like <laughs> supply and demand. God damn it. I want to learn about that. But I had to miss one class. What'd you do when you missed that class? You just, you just stayed we, home? Dude, we went to the quad and we just chilled. We did nothing. We literally did nothing. We just <laughs> sat in the sun yeah. and like just chilled. But uh, no, my best friend and I, like, I mean, I've always called him Frito. He's my boy, dude. I've known him since I was this tall. We played baseball together, football. Why Frito? Because he likes chip. No, he was a little guy, dude. When we were free, when we were freshmen <laughs> in high school, we were we were boys. Oh, hanging out with the men, like the senior football players. Boys, we the, the men. We were, we were the hundred pound little boys, <laughs> and so they nicknamed him Frito, dude. I don't know why, but um, anyway, so uh, my bachelor party's this weekend. So he's flying out. My brother's flying out. My, oh, one of my shit. best buddies flying out. So we're gonna throw down up in the, in the redwoods for a little bit but um no so going back to learning sorry i kind of went a little rabbit hole i mean again podcasts dude i listen to podcasts all day long i go to conferences constantly i mean you better be putting 10 percent of your income into your education every single year right like i will volunteer to go to a conference and just sit there and learn and talk to these minds right we talked about this really access to this pool of people that like have what you want to have mm, yeah and i think that's one thing about f45 right like it's not cheap to train at F45. Oh, yeah. You're telling me it's not. <laughs> the people that train at F45 have expendable income. Yeah. There's a reason that people train at F45. It's because it's the best product. They, it's the best results. And you get to train with other people that are in your socioeconomic status. Yeah. And so, again, having access to those minds, right? Like, I think about the class I was just in, you know, two hours ago. There's only 20 people there. But like, all those other 19 people are very, very important to someone else. And so, like, I just love talking to people and learning about their life and, like, learning more from them. And I like to listen, dude. You got two ears for a reason, one mouth. You better listen yeah. twice as much as you talk. Mm. And so I like to listen to people. I'm an observer. Same thing. I learned that from my mom. My mom, she will listen to your conversation all day. She won't say what she learned, but she knows a lot of shit. But she will never tell you what she learned. <laughs> <laughs> and she's always listening, dude. Yeah. She'll be in the backseat, like, you know, scrolling her phone, but she's listening to every yeah. single word. Analyzing. <laughs> That's such a, you know what? That's so funny that you say that. I am, I listen like a hawk, oh, you know? And oh, yeah. I, I like showing people that I listen. So, like, I start posting things on Instagram <laughs> on things that people said, or I, for Ryan, it was like he told me a story about Tahoe and there's a bear. <laughs> I oh, got in and I was able to like keep this up. It's still going, but it's I've been, I think ever since you told me for two or three weeks, I've been posting bears on this, like, like anywhere I could put a bear on the Instagram. So funny. And I know you see it. You, oh, you don't sure. say it every time. Where you're sure. just like, he's still on this bear thing. Dude, the bear, that was a scary <laughs> night. The bear wasn't in the house, but like the yeah. bear broke into the house and that, the bear is real. Yeah. That was a funny story. Broke dude. half of the door. He knew, he knew, he was watching you guys. He was watching you, oh, Haley. He was stalking us. He saw the, do- he took the dogs out. Oh, that bear knew exactly when we left that house. Yeah. So Ryan was like telling me the story. Where <laughs> people were working out. I was like, oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> I, was, I just started posting gifts of this bear. I was like, people were like, what, what is this bear? I was like, Ryan knows, ask him about it. <laughs> yep, yep. But it's just like, I, you know, you're right. It's like um, the stories that I hear at 45, I wanted to start telling them. Like, yeah. you're right. We pay money to be here. And it, it's crazy to think that, you know, the vibe that we have at this particular studio, everyone is so down to talk to each other. Totally. We're known as a dancey studio. But you know what? And what we have is not common. Yeah. Like, it's, it is a very different studio. I've worked at a lot of studios, man. I've, I've been to a lot of studios. What we have is not common you don't find that anywhere else yeah 
So it's, I, it's cool. I had like an opportunity because I remember I got the chance to talk to all like almost all the trainers, and then a majority of you, I would say almost like ninety percent, is like like one or two I haven't asked yet. All of you agreed to do a podcast. <laughs> nice. So I was like, you know, and I know Christina is like wanting me to like help promote. I'm like, in the back of my head, I have a master plan. <laughs> what gym where everyone's been podcasted and talk about their lives, you know? And then when we get to that point where everyone's been podcasted and every trainer, I mean, every student that goes to these classes every day, you know, they're going to listen to their favorite trainer. Totally. And then maybe they'll listen to all the trainers. And this could be the first gym where like, Hey, this student podcasted all the trainers and all the students that religiously go know a little bit more in depth of the trainer's life and feel more connected than they ever did. Oh yeah. Yeah, because again, like, I mean, there's even some of the people that I was just training with or some yeah. of the people I see every single day, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., yeah. like, there are so many people that used to train with me at Sunnyvale or even Stanford yeah. that have just come with me. to Strong relationship. Dude, there, but at the same time, there are other people that, like, you know, you see every day. It's, hey, how's it going? Cool, great. That's it. It's so surface level. And so, like, I think there are a lot of people like that that, you know, they want you to dig in and ask questions and layer those questions and really pry. Yeah. But sometimes there's just not time or maybe it's just not the right space. Yeah. But those are not, things that sometimes we are not taught. Totally. You know? Totally. Like this podcast, I, I, I use it as a can opener. Mm-hmm. I get in there. I haven't even tried this type of food. You know what I mean? And I just like open it really hard, you know? And then like the crazy thing is, is like no one ever really like I tell people about my podcast. It's like my first part. Like when I first said, like, oh, I have a podcast. And now I'm slowly making my way to everyone. And everyone's like prepared. Like, oh, Mars going to ask me about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, cool. And you're really good at connecting with people. That's why, you know, you're getting married. You know what? That's right? the thing, man. It's all humans want to connect with other humans. Right? That's true. But I do meet some weird ass people, even though those people, right? Like, yeah. they just, everybody wants to know someone and talk to people and love each other. Like, I, I know very few people that don't want to talk. Right? Like generally, if you ask people about themselves, like I hate the question, how was your weekend? Because it's like, also general. Cool. It was better than yours. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about real shit. Right. And like, that's something that my brother and I talk about all the time. Like, let's talk about real shit, dude. You know, like, how are you actually feeling? Like, how have you been? How's your life? What do you think about before you go to bed? You know, like, what's the first thing you think about in the morning? You know, like that type of stuff. Like, that's the real stuff. Mm, this conversation with depth with depth that's the word for sure yeah for sure and it's it's crazy too because like i'm at the gym obviously at 45 and it's like i like it because like when you are with a workout partner maybe you don't say anything but it's like that little moment that you do say something or yeah. you like you give them a nod you know it's just like <laughs> those are the moments i live for and people don't know like that's yeah. what fires me up yeah or like even like people don't say shit to me and like if emily didn't come to class and i'm just by myself i'm like just dancing <laughs> and i could feel everyone's eyes like oh he doesn't care he's just doing his own exactly, shit exactly you know what i mean i'm like i know exactly. i'm just on my shit especially when the music's good and the music's good <laughs> yeah no, you, you, you and Jordan have got really good playlists. Sorry, Doug. Hey, gotta get, gotta get it to Eleni though. Eleni will put me in my place. She's oh, yeah. like, this music Eleni sucks. Like, Eleni's like, my bad. He's like, oh, hip hop. I'm like, I'm like oh, no yeah. words. This music sucks. I'm going to change it. I'm like, right in the middle of the session. How about during the water break? I love Eleni, dude. That's so funny. Eleni is the best, dude. I, I am so glad I get to work with Eleni every yeah. single day. You know, you know what's cool about this? Like, at uh, Brandon Park, like, all of you guys are paired up and you guys love your pairing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, I don't know who did the matchmaker thing, but I'm just like, this is such an interesting, like, 
Dude, it Group all of people. worked out, man. It all, you know, and it's interesting because there are other coaches that I'm like, I've literally never coached with you because our schedules just don't line up. Yeah. You know, like when I started coaching at Brandon Park, Haley and I made a deal. I do not work on evenings. Right? Mm. I just like that's our time together. And like there's a boundary and it's super important to have that. So I'll get up at 4 a.m. I'll coach 5, 6, 7, go work from 8 to 5, and then I'll go back to the gym and train at 5.30. But I know at 7 o'clock I'll be home because that's our time for, together for dinner. Oh, you'd be, you'd be having dinner with her right now, but you're, you're podcasting. <laughs> She's probably calling me right now. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Did she? No. Oh, no. She respects your time. <laughs> she I put it on airplane mode. She already knows, like, oh, he's just talking about me over there. <laughs> yeah. like, she's like, if he doesn't say shit about me, this is over. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I got you, Haley. I asked the yeah. question. Yeah, exactly. I think I did. <laughs> but no, that, you know, honestly, I love that. You know, because at that point in time in life, like, I feel like whatever matters to people now is important because you're in the now. And, like, you have recently have dedicated and devoted yourself to someone that's special. And then, like, you're writing your vows to reconfirm that. And having a wedding is a occasion where you want to share your happiness with everyone else. I love going to wedding. Dude, I cannot wait for our wedding. I mean, it, it's going to be rather small. Yeah. I, I really, truly think it'll be small, which is fine. We've been planning this thing for 18 months, it seems like, at this point. But, no, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to put a bear in a wedding suit. He's going to be clapping. <laughs> Awesome. I have three other themes here. I just want to know if you want to talk on it. Next one is independence. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think uh, independence. So again, going back to like my childhood, my mother raised my brother and I, right? My mom went to work. My brother and I were chilling. We were by ourselves, dude. Yeah. And I've been the big brother my whole life. So it doesn't matter how big, how strong, how fast he is. I've got the big brother mindset. Big, small brother. Exactly. <laughs> He's stronger, he's faster, he's more talented, but like, dude, big brother mindset, I'm not gonna lose. Yeah. No matter what, I'm a big brother, right? I gotta hold it down, I gotta protect him, I gotta be the leader, I gotta be the man of the house, all those things. So ever since I was like probably six years old, dude, I've always had that mentality of like, I gotta just fend for myself and like be a leader and be the man and like go out and, and work, right? Because like no one else is gonna do it for you. And so I, sometimes I feel like, it's almost held against me that I'm so independent because it's like, you know, the quote unquote, it's Ryan's way or the highway is what I hear all the time. And it's like, no, I'm trying to do what's best for me. And there's got to be boundaries. And like, it's okay to have healthy boundaries. I think with my family, like they're super proud of me because of what I've accomplished. And like, I think when I had first left Colorado, the night before I left, I remember we had a big fat party at my mom's house and all of my closest friends and my family were there. And I just remember having my car parked, you know, the nose down the cul-de-sac, ready to leave at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning so I could drive across the country. And I just remember waking up in the morning on Saturday after my entire family had left the night before. And I was crying, dude, just bawling, crying. I was like, why am I leaving? And then my mom's like, you have to go. Like, you need to go, right? You've prepped yourself for this for your entire life. It's time. Like, it's like an eagle, dude. You got to jump out of the nest. It's sink or swim, dude. You got to fly. Yeah. Time to fly. And so I think with that independence, right? Like when I moved out to California in you know, 2014, I feel like that's really when I truly became a man because I had to be, right? Like no one's paying my bills. No one's buying my dinner, you know, like that type of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, well, you better do it or don't do it because it's sink or swim. 
And I think that was probably the coolest thing about it was like, wow, this is my opportunity, right? To like really make who I want to be and like graduate into that next phase of life, like really shed that snakeskin of like my teens and 20s and like really turn into like, who do I want to be? What do I want to do today? Right? Like, I want to think for myself and I want to do whatever I want. And like, sure, we made tons of mistakes growing up, but they all teach you a lesson and you have to mm. learn from those lessons, man. If you don't learn and you make the same mistake over and over and over, that's crazy. That does not make sense. I'm down to make mistakes. You got to learn from those mistakes and fall forward every time. That's a huge one. Just people don't want to make mistakes. Yeah, no, you got to make a ton of them. You got to make thousands of them to learn what not to do. Yeah. You know, and so eventually once you figure out what not to do, then it's like, well, now I know what to do. Mm. So, and I mean, again, wrapping it back to F45, like, you know, I've probably coached thousands of these classes. I have screwed up so many times, but like now I just know, like, I screwed up today. <laughs> like, literally, I screwed up today. Did you? I, I know exactly what not to do tomorrow at 5 a.m. <laughs> like, when too many people show up, you got to put the people that booked in last with each other. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's those things where it's like, you just got to make time to reflect and evaluate and then move on. That's the thing about, I think, being the oldest child with, between Haley and I is like, our siblings look at us and like, how the hell do you guys do it? It's like, dude, you cannot spend time. You do not waste time ever because time is valuable. Thinking about things. You just got to make the decision, move on. Make the decision, move on. Move yeah. On, move on. And like, if you need to sit and meditate and reevaluate and reflect, like, just make sure that you're using that time in a, like a valuable way to do so and then do it, right? You have to do it. So that's where I'm at. Oh, wow. That's really good. You, they should just make motivational videos. Or you just, you like, <laughs> you got to, to do it. Just do make these it. mistakes. Do it. Just do it. I forgot who, um, he made that help. Like, you saw a viral video. Was it M. Like Shyamalan? Oh, no. He's like, do it. Just do it. I think that's a Nike. This <laughs> 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 <It's> Nike. <laughs> and second, or sorry, the next theme is pride. Pride. You know what? I mean, you you do seem like to me a very prideful person. So I, I'm proud because I know where I came from, dude. You know, honestly, like I mean, we grew up in Thornton, Colorado. Like not in the new Thornton. We grew up in the old Thornton. Like <laughs> again, my mom worked her ass off, man, and like everything that we had was like hell yeah, we got that shit. We're, we are proud of that. And like, dude, when we were little, we used to like you know the shampoo had like this much left in it. It's like. Well, shit, we're going to fill it up with water because, like, we don't have any left. You know, and, like, toothpaste would run out. It's like, I'm going to get every single ounce of toothpaste out of this toothpaste tube because, like, I don't have any more toothpaste. Yeah. It's like survival. Yeah. And so, like, now it's like, man, I live in Las Gatas. Damn, that's tight. I'm proud about that. You know, I'm in the ghetto of Las Gatas. Like, right on the railroad yeah, track. LG. I'm in Camo, Las Gatas. But, like, hey, I'm in the zip code, dude. I'm on the right side of the railroad tracks. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I mean, again, going back to pride is like, I think it's the simple stuff, dude. Like, even if you got a shitty car, mm. take care of your car, right? Yeah. Wash your car, change your oil, put your windshield wiper fluid in there, right? You got, you, you got shitty carpet, like vacuum your shitty carpet. You know, you got shitty windows, wipe your windows down. Like, yeah, you got, you got shitty pans, like, hey, clean your pans. You know, it's just, it's taking pride in the little things, man, because like that goes a long way. Yeah. Right. Like you take care of your stuff, your stuff will take care of you. It's like your reflection of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so 
I don't know. I remember when I was living in San Jose, I had, you know, three, four, five roommates. And it was like, this is a nasty ass house. But watch this. My bathroom's going to be so clean. <laughs> like, you know, like those types of things. <laughs> so, yeah, not just being proud of, you know, where you came from and like being able, again, going to be able to re- reevaluate, reflect like, damn, I've come a long way. And like in a short period of time, just being able to take advantage of every single opportunity and not wasting any time doing that. You know, that's so funny. I remember, like, dude, when I met, like, I remember what morning was. I was like, dude, you don't sleep, huh? I was like, your eyes are open, and you wait for the day to wake up, wake up for you. <laughs> you know? You know what? That's the thing. Like, so I love to sleep. I love to take naps. Yeah, yeah. I try to sleep eight hours every night. It doesn't always happen, but, like, I know that when the day comes, like, for example, tomorrow, 5 a.m., wake up call. Like, I'm going to jump out of bed. I'm going to be ready to go. And like, I mean, someone walked up to me the other day and they're like, damn, dude, aren't you tired? Like you were in Colorado last weekend. Like you just got in late. Like, dude, yeah, I'm tired, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to show you that I'm tired. Yeah. It's all in your it's all head. Mental. It's right here. It's mental strength. Oh my God, dude. I love that. You know, like, um, I've been obsessed with Kobe Bryant lately. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. But, um, I, you know, one day, it was that one day that I didn't show up that one time. It's funny that you mentioned that. I didn't show up that one time and I, only, I felt as much as working out and I did, I'm like, oh, Martin, that was just one day. I went hard on myself. I was like, I can't believe I did that. Like, I can't <laughs> believe I, I didn't go. I didn't show up. I didn't even show up to Jordan's. Like, I was supposed to go with Emily to go to Jordan's class. I didn't go to that. And then I was just like, I need to get redemption. So mm. I picked up uh, my jump rope. And I wanted to go. I started just jump roping. Just I jump rope so hard. <laughs> and then I was like, how do I make it so when i wake up i got someone watching over me and like mm. they need me to like be better and then um i saw i was watching some motivational spe- speeches and then i saw that kobe bryant had talked about how much he trains to be great oh yeah and he's just like you know the average player will only train maybe like two or three times a day but when you wake up early and he wakes up at three he's wow. able to like rest five times as much and play five times as more and he's like, if you're devoted like that, then, you know, then it's more about the process and about your work ethic and about, it's about you. And he'd also talk about Jordan, how Jordan would like take it so hard on himself. He made a mistake or someone looked at him sideways hmm. and then he took all that anger and you know, furiousness and put it in his game. And I was like, oh man, I just want to be hard on myself because if I'm not hard on myself, who is? Exactly. Right. And I feel like, yeah, like I don't have. The Ryan mom, you know, <laughs> that would teach you that. But ever since I've, I've had that, I've been, I, I don't snooze. I used to snooze my alarm. Like, oh, two minutes, one minute, three minutes. I don't ever snooze it now because, like, when that alarm goes off, it says Kobe Bryant on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so if I Dude. snooze it, that's disrespectful. Hey, that's power right that's there. That's disrespectful. <laughs> you know? I'm, like, up, and I'm, like, within eight minutes, you know, there's a jersey. I'm on the uh, street, and I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> another view. Oh, that's good. Let's 45. go, dude. <laughs> then I see you, and that shit's all bright. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. I snooze. I'll snooze it one time in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It goes off at 4.05. I'll snooze it one time, and then I'm up and at them. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, everyone's got their methods. Exactly. I know I get one snooze. That's why I said it at 405. Otherwise, I, yeah. snooze, I said it at 415, and yeah. I would not snooze it. That's still pretty good. Mostly because, like, when I wake up, my body hurts, dude. I'm like, damn, I got to take a deep breath. I, like, got to get ready to get out of bed. When I put my feet on the floor, like, I know my feet are going to hurt. Like, my back might hurt. But, like, hey, it's time to go. Like, 
people are waiting, dude. You got to be there. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing is like, I actually, I like when people are expecting me to rise to the occasion because sure, I'm self-motivated and I'll go, you know, train and do whatever I got to do. But I actually enjoy the feeling of people relying on me. It's, it's an interesting feeling because I know that I'm not going to let people down that I care about. Yeah. You know, and so whether it be Haley or whether it be F45 or whether it be my mom or whoever, it's like, if they're important to me, I'm not going to fail. Like, I'm not going to ever let myself disappoint those people. It's just a matter of like, are you in that circle of influence that's yeah. going to get my time and That's energy? total pride though, too, because I, one of the biggest things, I show up for people. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, I couldn't make it or like it wasn't planned. Like, I know as much as, like, things do happen, Dude, totally. but it's like, it's also like still reputation. Oh, it's so you know easy I mean? to make excuses. Yeah. Like, so oh, everybody's this. got them. Oh, I didn't know. I mean, this. and that's the thing, right? Like, especially it, in sales, right? People have got excuses all day long. I'm not going to care. Dude, if you got an excuse, overcome the objections. Like, I can play the objections game. But, like, honestly, it's not worth my time. I've got a thousand other people to call right now. Like, don't waste my time. Yeah. You know? Like, you really got to pick your moments, especially if you're older now. Older, yeah. yep. Right. You know, you know, all these people like, you know who you want to be around. You know, they always say, um, oh, OQ, uh, OQP only quality people. Mm. Yeah. Les Gold had said that. And he's like, you always make at least two or $3,000 of your closest friends. Wow. Yeah. No, honestly. And, and like one thing that I've always thought about too, is you are like, you know, the top five people you surround yourself with. Mm, I heard that a lot too. Think about who the top five people that get the most amount of your time. Who are those people? You are them. They are you. Yeah. You know, and so like, again, I I think about that all the time. Like, it's time to change it up a little bit. You know, when I was living in San Jose, I was like, dude, I can't live with these roommates anymore because like I'm becoming them. I'm, yeah, I'm just adapting and like adopting their habits just by osmosis, just living in the same house. So, like, you just got to be mindful of that. Like, when you're getting sucked into those situations where it's yeah. like, ooh, wrong place, wrong time only happens so many times before it's like, this is your reality. You need to stop putting yourself yeah. in that place situation. at that time. Yeah, yeah. in that situation. Because you become them. You exactly. Know? That's why when I'm at F45, like, I love all these people. Totally. Like, I love, like, there are certain things I'm like, I want, I want this from this person, this from this person, you know? Yep. yep. I want Doug's biceps. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> Did your cars are hella huge? I was like, but, dude. But he wants my quads, my calves. Yeah, he wants your quads. <laughs> oh, man. And the last theme that you mentioned was family. Oh, family, man. I think, I mean, you don't get to choose your family, but you kind of do. Mm. Right? Like, you're born into a family. Yeah. Again, I was born and raised by my mother with my brother. Dude, it's the three of us, the big three. But. I get to choose my new family, right? And so I kind of take both sides of it. And now I get to create what I want my life to look like for the next 50, 60, 70, 80 years. And so like, again, I've got friends that I consider family. They're not blood, but like they would do anything for me, vice versa. I would do anything for them. Yeah. That's the family that I've created here in the Bay Area, right? And like a lot of people that have moved here, dude, they're transplants. They don't have family close by. It's like we all kind of resonate on that same frequency of like, hey, I got you. You got me. Let's go. You know, and so I, u- I feel like I used to have like a really big blood, like genetic family. Mm. My grandparents passed. That all kind of seemed to fall to the wayside, right? Like you don't get together for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, birthday parties, 
you know, graduations, all those things. Yeah. And it's tough because, again, I don't live there anymore. But even when I was living there, like, I still wasn't getting the invites, like, when my grandparents were around. Yeah. And so the grandparents really were, like, that kingpin that made everything happen. Like, there was a place to go. There was an event to be had and people to talk to and, like, a party to throw. And, you know, it's tough because, like, now I feel like I have a pretty small family. But that's okay, you know? And I think, like, my brothers, you know, he lives so far away. But every time I talk to him, like, dude, we are the same person. Yeah. Like, you are literally my best friend. Even though I only see you every month or two, it's like, damn, we are literally the same person. Um, but yeah, no, and like, I think with Haley's family, like, I see that because her grandparents are still alive. Dude, matriarch, patriarch, grandma, grandpa, the most incredible human beings. Yeah. And everybody knows, like, do not miss a birthday party. Do not miss Christmas dinner. Do not miss Thanksgiving. Do not miss Easter. Do not miss XYZ event because... You only get so many events before they're gone. Yeah. And I think it's so powerful. And I, honestly, like, again, I'm 30. I cannot wait to have a family because I see where she comes from. And I cannot wait to have a family like that. You know, like, I, I saw it when I was growing up until my grandparents went away. Mm. And so it's like, dude, we, we can create this. It's magic. Like, when everyone's in the same room and you just sit back and you're like, you just watch everybody's conversations, whether it be the, the cousins or the aunts and uncles or the brothers, sisters, mom, dad, whatever. It's, it's magic, dude. Like to sit back and just watch it. Like as an outsider with her family, I just see it. I'm like, damn, this is incredible. This has not happened anywhere else. Like it's really cool to watch. So I'm just excited to have it someday. That's, uh, yeah. I think, you know, it's so crazy that you say that because I always think about, you know, life has, when it goes on, it's about making those new friendships new people the nuances like everyone just didn't exist and always had existed like everyone had to get someone had to get fucked for us to be here (laughs) and you know it's it's literally like like that was a new person that was a new relation when you're born into someone's life that's a new entity into someone's life and like as they grow and go to middle school high school college they meet new people like our life is filled with the relationships that we built yeah the evolution of you know it's like you go through these phases or chapters and like, again, like I mentioned, like I try to write every single day. And so I have, I must have five, 10 books, like literally front, back, page to page, top to bottom of words that I've written in black ink. And like the goal is I just started writing one day in like, you know, 2012 or something. Yeah. The goal is when I die, someone's going to find all those books and they're going to read about my life, and they're going to be like, holy shit, this dude has some crazy-ass stories. Yeah. You know, and, like, that's kind of the goal is, like, just to be able to write. And, and honestly, I, I write from my heart, and so, you know, whether it be a summary of the day or, like, what I'm thinking about or what my goals are, like, whatever. You know, it's a picture on the paper. But, like, one day, someone's going to find all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I, I think it's kind of cool to think back about that, and, like, maybe it will be my kids, maybe it will be yeah. my grandkids, whatever. Then someone can make a movie about it. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, this is what Brian was trying to tell me. And when, on the days where I don't write, I'm like, oh my God, I had so much cool shit to write about today. Why did I not write in the, in the book? Do you still write every day? Every day. Damn. Yeah, just one page, at least one page every day. Sometimes and it's like two, how you three, felt, four. what went on, just going, like things going on. Sometimes it's just like, I just need to get stuff out of my mind, dude. You know, like if I can't sleep at night, I'll go to my office and just write just one page. Just how I'm feeling, some things that I'm thinking about, what I need to do tomorrow. Like sometimes it's a to-do list. Like just brain dump everything, get it on the paper so that I can fall asleep and like 
If I forget, it's on paper. You know, but yeah. I will say I have some crazy dreams. Like I I dream like vivid dreams every single night. Wow. It, it's pretty cool. Like not going to lie. Like I can remember my dreams almost every single morning when I wake up. I'm not going to not post this podcast and be like, dude, that was a dream. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'll probably dream about this later. Like, what, what did I even say? <laughs> I just kind of blacked out. That's funny. I feel like you writing is like my version of doing a podcast. No, for sure. All it's, of these people, like some people are like, don't even hang out with me. Like we're all eras in my life, you know? You know what? And that's, that's a good analogy. Like, it's just such a nice way to express yourself. And then... Again, going, being able to go back, you know, a year or two or five down the road and like look back at like, you know, September 8th, 2021. Oh, shit. I sat with Ryan that day and drank some beer and like we just talked about life and like whatever. But like, again, when I go back and look at, you know, my first date with Haley, I wrote about it that night. Yeah. I remember that like literally crystal clear because I wrote out the details. Damn. There's just, there's not everyone has those opportunities. Absolutely not. Like, I will be reading that at my wedding because it's such a clear memory in my brain because I wrote about it with my hand. Yeah. That makes it easy to write through your vows. Then, huh? For sure. <laughs> For sure. I mean, still challenging, but like at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, I've got all this ammunition. I just got to go grab it and put it in paper. Oh man. That's awesome. That's awesome that you do that. That's like, it really makes me think about how I want to like, plan, like write. And those are things that I feel, I feel like I used to do, but it's hard mm-hmm. to keep up. It is. Yeah, you have to find the why and the meaning, and like, does it serve me? Yeah, because it is a lot of pages. Like, you're not going back and reading every one. For sure, but you know, it's fun. Like when I'm just laying around, and I'm like, damn, let's go back and read about 2014. That was a good year, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, there was some crazy stuff that went down. And like, whether it be writing about you know current events, like whether it be Afghanistan, or yeah. whether it be you know the election coming, what was up going next week. on? Yeah, like, what happened? Like, who won the Super Bowl? What was the score? What actually? What was the big play that won the Super Bowl? Like. You know, you never think about that stuff until you're like, you reread it and like, oh my God, you just flash back to that moment in your mind where it's like, I can literally visualize that. I was laying on my bed, cross-legged, literally wearing a Broncos jersey, watching the, you know, the Patriots intercept the pass on the goal line to like win the game. <laughs> so detailed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, that's the yeah. stuff. It's like, you don't know about that until you're like, you're rereading it. It's like. Damn, what? That's insane. It's blowing my mind because I know you're going to go home tonight and write about me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be, I'm going to be in your journal tonight. Forever. Forever. Written in pen. Erasable <laughs> pen. For real. Black ink, baby. <laughs> oh, man. We hit all of your themes. So this is where I asked, is there anything else you wanted to add before I kind of ask you some questions? Um, yeah. I think the last one is God, dude. I mean, like, I mean, spirituality is so important to me. Like, I think it's one of those things that, again, as humans, right? Like, I personally believe I've, I lived in a past life. Like, I'm so connected to Big Sur. I've been in so many meditative states where I'm like, dude, I literally lived in Big Sur. I had a family. I had a farm. I was dressed in all white. I was this big, tall, <laughs> black person. Like, I supported an entire village in Big Sur. Like, I fully believe that was real. And like, <laughs> like <laughs> my, my mouth is open. <laughs> so like, going. <laughs> whether you want to call him God or spirit yeah. or Allah or whoever that your person is, that is like the peak yeah. of your, your life. Like, I don't so, know, man, give God grace and truth because yeah. like, there's so much to be said about that. Like, I don't really dive into religion a whole lot, but like, I, I, I do love 
just coming back to spirit. Yeah. You ever watch uh, um, Avatar The Last Airbender? No. You never watched that? Is that Nickelodeon? Yes. No, I haven't. No, that's like, it, oh my gosh, I can't, <laughs> with everything you just, well, like basically it's like a, it's a cartoon with all these different elements, but the Avatar has power over the four elements, like earth, fire, okay. water, and wind. Okay. And um, he, they had past lives oh, dude. in that. I'm just like. It, I have had multiple past lives. I know multiple people that have had multiple past lives. Like, I don't know. I actually, I watched that movie Soul on the plane the other day. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's interesting. It makes me think, but I don't know, man. I just, I haven't been in a place recently because of our friend COVID, like where I've been able to be in a group of people with like practitioners of either Reiki or any sort of meditative, you know, sound or music. Yeah. Where like you can really get to that place quickly. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do truly believe that, like, I was meant to be on this earth for a reason. Like, I got to choose to be here, but I can't wait to be on the next life. Wow. <laughs> That's like mic dropping right there. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else you want to add? No, thank you. All right. I do have a couple questions. All right. So I have two questions, and then, then I have my... Uh, Six questions I ask all my interviewers are always the same. It's like I call it my continuity questions. But um, my two other questions I, I post on Instagram and I ask some questions. Jordan Nordhoff wanted to know why you're so good at poi, poi dance. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez. I need to bring those back yeah. out. I cannot then, forget and those and then this Danielle, weekend. So I was doing yoga with him this morning and she's like, Danielle was there too, and Danielle was like, "No, dude, he was super into it. They just really dancing. He was just so good at it. Like, ask him about that." I just love music and the beat of music and musicality and like just the vibe that you can create and lights and I, I mean, the night that we were at the gym and like swinging the poise. Oh my god, I was so happy. I was <laughs> I was in a different dimension that night. That is your different reality. That's your different I, afterlife, um, right? Honestly, like I've just always loved music from all genres all decades all eras of time yeah and uh yeah i mean it's just a different way to express yourself when you got lights and colors and fog and loud music and a subwoofer and like yeah the, it was the right moment it was the right moment and people who don't know what the poi poi is like a string and it has like a ball and people like spin it around like at a rave <laughs> yeah they're they're a great toy honestly the only thing that would have been better if they were on fire <laughs> everyone was like ryan's true nature has came out it was like everything that i heard that's so good <laughs> there you go jordan all right for my continuity questions number one what are things that you do to seize the day wake up early i exercise every single day i try to fuel my body with like really nutritious and delicious food I start every single morning with the exact same smoothie for the last five years. Mm. I really, really try to take breaks. Um, I think burnout is a real thing. I've seen it, especially in the fitness industry. Yeah. Instructors burn out all the time because I go too hard. They don't sleep. They don't eat. They're too stressed. All the things. I think really spending time with people, again, going in depth and having these conversations, asking questions, layering questions, really looking people in the eyes. I think there's a lot of a lot of points that we can teach our children, right? Like how to build relationships with other human beings. 
I think there's a lot to be said about driving. Like we got to drive everywhere. Is like I've knock on wood, never really been in an accident mm -hmm. because I've, I've been a really good driver ever since I was 14, 13, 15, whatever time. Like I started driving a car when I was young. And so like, I've always been a really defensive driver sees the day. Like don't be distracted driving. Don't text and drive. Don't eat and drive. Don't drink and drive. Like all those things are super important to like sustain your life. I think getting proper sleep, I think that's super important. I mean, again, we know the right recipe for goals, right? To reach your gains. It's eight hours of sleep. It's not seven. It's eight. Get eight hours of sleep every night. I break that rule all the time, but like I know I need to get eight. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, just get up early. Seize the day, dude. I don't like sleeping in. I really don't like. If I, if I sleep until nine, ten, I feel guilty that I've wasted two, three, four, five hours of the day. Yeah. Sleep until 9 a.m. every day. You've lost thousands of hours of your life i know that's like i'm gonna see you at five tomorrow bright and early baby <laughs> <laughs> number two what is the point of life i think if i had to answer that like with my heart is find a few people to really love like there's just something to be said about like when you find two three four five people that like you can just create those moments with like these epic, incredible moments. And like, you just look back and like, you can remember it. Like it was yesterday dude. That's, that's the, the biggest thing for me is like, there are so many days where I'm like, I can remember with hanging out with my two, three, four, five best friends, my brother, my mom, for example, like I can remember those days, like it was yesterday. And, and really that is, that's the point. It's just mm. trying to create as many epic moments as possible. Epic moments. Are your best relationships. Yep. Love that. Number three, what are things in society that people could do better at? Put down electronics. Mm. And like, it's been obviously amplified because of COVID and like working from home and social media and really just like the world we live in right now in 2021. It's like people are so dependent on electronic devices and they really don't know the effects of them right it, you're not going to know until it's too late yeah and so just being able to like sit at dinner and not look at your phone right and like really engage with the other person that you're dinner with and be able to go to the gym and you know yeah of course we work it out at 45 we've got nine tvs in the room it's all about tech but like really being able to create those those moments yeah. and those engagement in the the conversation with people but yeah, I think, I think being able to put down electronics would be huge and just creating time with your friends and your family where you're really in the moment, not just having conversations with devices around. Yeah, no, that's a huge thing. I always, I, I, I am not, not guilty, but I'm totally. on my phone all the time. Same. But when I'm with someone, I purposely like don't look at it. I see messages, I purposely don't answer them mm -hmm. because like, and spending this, we we are spending our lives communicating people. There's someone in front of us, a real live person. Yep. Why are we thinking about someone else? You know. And that's the thing, right? Like we all work from home now. We're on our devices eight, nine, ten, twelve hours a day. And it's like when you get an opportunity again, going back to that word, opportunity is yeah. like to really connect with someone else and like ask them, like, how have you been? How's how's your day? Yeah. How's your relationships? How's your mom? How's your brother? How's your thing? You know, it's like. Dude, you only get so many opportunities to interact with other humans now. So, like, take advantage of those. And, like, if they're not the people you want to hang out with, move on to the next person. 
and don't feel bad. Like, don't feel guilty because you didn't give someone time of day. It's like there are how many billions of people, 8 billion people on the planet. Yeah. Not all of them are going to be your people. Yeah. I realized that a lot after the, all the people I've met too, and I teach yoga and I've been doing a podcast, he's been in fraternity. Everyone will serve you in different ways. Totally agree. But you can't be friends with every single person. You don't, your life doesn't have time for that. You got to have boundaries. Yeah. got to have boundaries. totally okay to have boundaries. Yeah. Because there's some people like, oh, you don't make time for me. I'm just like, you know what? Like, you were someone I used to do it for. And right now, with the way that your life's going, my life's going, I just, unfortunately, it's like we can't serve each other. Yep. But it doesn't mean I didn't love you at that point, you know? For sure. Wow, that's a, that's a great answer. You're answering, you're killing these questions, by the way. I'm letting you know. I've done this many times. Number four, happiest moment you can remember. Wow. Um, I can remember very, very clearly. It was, uh, I want to say it was like 2009, 2010. It was my first day ever rock climbing outside. Mm. One of my good friends his name was ben i met him at the rock climbing gym we were indoor climbing lots and lots and lots we actually got certified to lead climb we actually like practiced a lot of climbing together and then one of his buddies i don't remember his name he was in the military he invited us to go climb with him outside and we drove up in colorado fort collins pooter canyon it was a morning it was like february or march like the river was frozen over we drove up we parked on the side of the road we hiked across the river the frozen ice river and we got to the climbing spot I just remember climbing up this pitch 100 feet tall on my brand new climbing rope. And I just remember like looking down and I was like, holy shit, I am a really long ways from the ground. And if I fall, I will literally die on impact. And like that feeling of just adrenaline and like the fear of literally dying, but like knowing that you're safe, although... Are you really safe? Will the bolt actually hold me? Will the rope actually hold me? Yeah. Like my hands are holding on as strong as I possibly can. That reminds me when you're talking about the carabiner not being latched. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been climbing for a long time. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. I really, I mean, redundancy, right? Always double check your carabiners. Make sure your knots are tied. Make sure, you know, it's just simple stuff. Like, yeah. you make sure your car's got gas, right? The simple stuff. And then... I think I remember, like, I actually remember taking a photo that night. I remember the shirt I was wearing. I remember the hat I was wearing, the color of the rope, the shoes I was wearing. Like, I remember the sunset being on the very top of the rock and all the people that were there and, like, the dogs and, like, you know, the smells, all those things. It was nostalgic. Dude. I can literally put myself there right now. It was the best day of my life. I just remember getting home that night and I was like, holy shit, this is literally the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sure of everything too, you dude. I was just, you're right. Your memory is just so spot on. Dude, yeah. It's pretty cool actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's cool to be young and like be able to remember that stuff. Yeah. Which is why I write. Because yeah, like, yeah. there will be a day if I have a head injury or you know, just when you get old, you're not gonna be able to remember this stuff. And yeah. like I just wanna be able to read through and be like, Wow, that was freaking awesome. <laughs> That's so great that you're leaving everyone in these memories. Number five, biggest lesson or proverb that currently resonates with you? Biggest lesson. You know, I don't know necessarily like what my biggest lesson is. I think it's accumulation of a lot of lessons. Like, like we talked about earlier, like 
don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. That's an easy one for me because it's like, well, shit, I really screwed up that day. And like, I know exactly what not to do. Like, I can remember one of the first times I was driving. I was driving my brother to school. And like, I was getting on the highway by myself. And like, I was in a little car. I had switched lanes. I didn't look. And like, I could have died that day. But now it's like, I always know, check your blind spot. Don't end up in someone else's blind spot. Mm. Like, that's, a, that's an important lesson. Yeah. Because we drive every day. Um, I think proverb is, give me grace, give me truth. Honestly, like, uh, me too. That's one of the biggest phrases I always hear in church is me too. It's like, I'm a sinner. Me too, dude. We came to the same place. Me too. Right? I screwed up. Me too. You know, I need help. Me too. So grace, truth. And me too are the biggest three for me. Wow. That's a great lesson. <laughs> I was like, oh, he didn't, he didn't have a good, I was like, no, that was good. <laughs> oh man. All right. So we made it to our last question. If tomorrow ended, what would be the things that you hope people remembered about you? Um, how many answers do I get? As many as you want. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll give you my top three. Um, <laughs> one is he always showed up. Like, he just said yes to everything. He was always down. Like, he's just always there for people. No matter what happened, like, he's just always there. Um, two is, God damn, I love my mom and I love my brother. Like, I would do anything for them. Like, obviously, there's specific boundaries, but, like, Deep down, I know at the bottom of my heart, I would do anything for my family. Um, and number three would be like, just never quit, right? Unless it's for the right reasons, never quit. If, if there's a specific reason that like is gonna benefit you more to quit doing something than it is because it's hard, then quit. But other than that, it's all mental, dude. It's a mental game, mental toughness, mental strength. Your head and your heart are only about 12 inches away from each other. And if you can convince your mind to do whatever you want, your body will do everything for you. Wow. That's good. You know, now I can see what Haley sees. You got to keep her. You got to keep her. What a very motivational. <laughs> you know what? She deals with a lot of shit. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But I also deal with a lot of shit. <laughs> no, dude, she's, she's an incredible human being. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly blessed. Yeah. For sure. I'm incredibly blessed to meet you guys. I'm so thankful that I got to be a part of this gym and to meet inspiring people. You know, I do want to like say that I've been listening to this Kobe Bryant quote about greatness and he didn't say greatness isn't like the facets of getting things completed or what you've done and your goals, but he truly believed that greatness is when you inspire others to be great. Mm. You know, yeah. he thinks that he truly that thinks that's what greatness is. And it's, I think it really embodies that the friendships and the relationships that you make and you want other people to learn and you being a trainer and you not wasting your time and hoping other people don't waste your time and living to the fullest and understanding that you don't want people to give up. And I feel like you've seen that. And it just, it's very inspiring to actually have you on our podcast and talk about those things. So thank you. Thank you very much. It's been awesome. <laughs> Any last remarks? No, appreciate it. Love you. That's great. Love you too, man. <laughs> thank you so much, Ryan.